Good morning. Today is December 31st, 2020. We are barreling out of 2020 and heading into 2021. Today we are doing a little sourcing. It's about 10.30 in the morning. And we wanted to put out another episode talking specifically about sourcing and setting up trips. Our current goal is to source over 100 pairs per day when we go out sourcing. Uh, A lot of the times we hit that goal and sometimes we do not hit that goal, but we want to break down specifically what we do to set ourselves up for these types of sourcing trips and then what we do during the day in order to uh, more often than not hit our goal in hopes that you will be able to leapfrog some of the mistakes that we have made and get closer to uh, those consistent wins. Sourcing obviously uh, is one of the most important parts about being a very successful shoe reseller and the better you get at sourcing, the easier the rest of the process is. Uh, Obviously, when you're sourcing really good pairs in great condition that are selling well on the marketplaces that you're using, uh, you're going to have more sales and everything is solved when you have more sales coming in. So when we set ourselves up for trips like this, uh, we have all different kinds of sourcing routes. We have local routes, uh, which are right around the town that we live in, in Maine. We have, uh, I guess we can call them medium routes, which go a little bit further out, maybe an hour out from where we live. And then we have longer routes. Uh, we live in Maine. We've had uh, longer sourcing routes that go as far west as Michigan, up into parts of, Ca- of Canada and back, uh, and as far south as uh, New Jersey uh, and every state in between Maine and New Jersey. We've got routes that go all over New England. Uh, For the most part, I think the longest route that we've ever gone on has been three days where we stayed over uh, in hotels two nights, did kind of a big circular route. But on routes like we're on today in our local area, uh, it's very, very possible to source 100 pairs in a single day. Our current game plan is sourcing Uh, used shoes with an average buy cost under $10 and it would be so so much easier if we could do that consistently right around where we live but it's just not uh, possible so we've had to build sourcing routes that are a little bit further out I mean Maine's obviously a big state uh, and we're bordered by New Hampshire and Massachusetts and so uh, pre-pandemic and then, then heading into kind of the new rules that we have now we've had to modify these sourcing routes but the general idea when we are uh, getting ready for a day like this number one is planning the route uh, this is not random we are not just randomly driving around we uh, jump on Google and for us we've seen the most the the most success in high volume thrifts and what we mean by that is places like Salvation Army Goodwill Uh, savers there's literally dozens and dozens of uh, other examples but high volume thrifts means that there are a lot of shoes there's a big shoe section uh, with a lot of shoes coming in that means a lot of shoes have to go out and that means that uh, there's usually different types of sales that are run in order to move that inventory as quickly as uh, they possibly can of course we want to hit the stores when they're hosting those sales and we all we also take advantage of rewards programs and any other kind of discounts but that's that's for a different podcast so number one is building out a strategic route so that we can hit the most high volume thrifts uh, that we possibly can in a single day and we like to build routes that have enough stops that we couldn't possibly get to them uh, get to them all 
we want to have so much more opportunity rather than you know one or two stops uh if, if if you only have one or two stops on your route and one of them ends up not being very fruitful your day can end very very quickly and, and it'll be very hard to hit your goal and and our goal today is is 100 pairs so doing the research before you even uh, jump in the car or before you jump on public transportation to go and do your sourcing is super crucial number two being flexible within that route that we have created uh, you never know what's going to happen with traffic you never know uh, what kind of variables are going to be uh, going on we've run into situations where weather has caused uh, people you know traffic to slow down or in New England sometimes there's extreme weather uh, especially during the winter so that might mean that instead of driving 55 miles an hour on the highway you're driving 15 miles an hour and that obviously changes things up uh, also if for whatever reason we've actually run into scenarios where we've built out this whole route and then the first couple stops of a route the places are closed for that day due to any number of reasons we've had there's been flood damage there's been uh, our electricity went out there's been uh, employees didn't show up uh, there's all different things so what we what we really mean by number two here is be flexible in the schedule in the game plan that you have created uh, and being flexible allows you to handle all the obstacles that may come in your way that you can't really plan for rather than having those obstacles ruin your day uh, number three what was number three can't remember off the top of my head number one was plan a strategic route number two was uh, be flexible in your route oh number three because we build uh, we build out routes that are high volume thrifts we are very very strict in our sourcing and what we mean by that is way more often we're gonna be saying no to inventory and passing on inventory than we're gonna say yes so for example if there's you know a couple hundred pairs in a store we may only find one two three four five pairs uh when we we want to find 25 30 40 50 pairs which has happened as well but being very strict in your sourcing allows you to bring pairs in uh that you have to spend very little time cleaning obviously there's no damage and it again helps the rest of the process when it comes to cleaning uh, photographing listing uh, all the the rest of the things that come down the line and the only way that you can be super super strict in your sourcing is if you've built roots that you're going to be able to see a lot of shoes now there's nothing wrong with only going to one or two stores uh, but in order to find more wins, you might have to put a little bit more sweat equity. That could be another podcast in the future as well. We've talked about sweat equity. Maybe you're finding pairs that are a little dirtier than you'd like, but you're not going to be going to more places, so you're going to have to spend more time cleaning those pairs as long as they're not damaged. There's so many different ways to win, and we're going to continue to share all of those ways. So number one, be strategic. Number two, be uh, flexible. Number three, be super, super strict in your sourcing. Is there anything else you can think of? Okay, number four is like checking comps. So oh, yeah. Uh, getting back to the absolute basics, the absolute uh, crucial things. Uh, so, and and I, it's funny that I couldn't remember it because it's something that's so ingrained in the normal uh, that I assume that everyone knew. The, the idea is you have to check the value of the shoes on the marketplace that you're planning to sell them on if you don't know the value uh it, it's something that's so overlooked by people but it's it's almost the most important thing is understanding 
what the value of a pair is in the condition that it's in and, and more specifically on the marketplace that you plan to sell it on before you actually buy it. Because if you can see what a pair is selling for, and we call it comps, uh, every, seasoned resellers call it comps, but it basically means completed sales. If you can see what a shoe is selling for and then you compare that to what the shoe costs, you can see if there's any room to make a profit. You always gotta take into consider consideration taxes that you're going to have to pay if you're in a state that charges tax when you're buying it, taxes that you're going to have to pay on it uh, when you sell it, the fees of the marketplace, all those things. But if you don't know what a shoe is selling for on the marketplace that you're selling it before you buy it, you're putting yourselves in a, a very, very bad situation because guessing always leads to uh, less of a sell-through rate, uh, longer wait times on sales, more work uh, put into a listing, more work put into converting the sale. Um, but when you know how much a pair is selling for and you put up a quality listing, you're more apt to sell through your inventory quicker. And again, that's just multiplying your money a lot quicker. The last thing I will put a, a big emphasis on is that every single pair of shoes in the condition that it's in has a different value on each marketplace. So for example, a lot of people will reach out to us and say, hey, I, I, I only sell on eBay, but I wanna sell on Mercari, and they'll only check comps or completed sales on eBay, and then they'll start listing for that price on Mercari. And then they'll say, hey, Mercari stinks, I'm not getting any sales. It's a completely different world uh, than eBay. Same thing goes with Poshmark, same thing goes with Facebook Marketplace, same thing goes for OfferUp, or any marketplace that you can think of. Depop uh, is another example. So you have to check the completed sales. And yes, we mostly sell on Poshmark, Mercari, Facebook, StockX. So that's where we check. And a pair might be selling differently on Poshmark than it is on Mercari. We've sold over 15,000 pairs of shoes. We're, we're, we're quickly approaching 16,000 pairs of shoes. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff that we're finding that we've already sold, so we know those comps, so that helps us improve the amount of time that we're spent. But if we don't know, we're sitting there in the thrift uh, checking those comps on all those marketplaces to make sure that they are profitable. In the very beginning, it took us a lot longer, but as we grew and as we sold more and more, uh, we learned more and more, and I guess that goes with any niche, any business. The more you learn, uh, the quicker and more efficient that you're gonna get. That's how we set up our sourcing routes. Again, you can apply all these things to whether it's a local run, whether you have a car or don't have a car, uh, it's super important to be strategic and set yourself up for success. It's also super important to be flexible as you're executing your game plan. Uh, be, be as strict as you possibly can when it comes to sourcing because that always leads to good things. Higher sell-through rates, bigger profits, prepare, things of that nature. Uh, and make sure you're always checking the comps as you're out doing your sourcing. That's what we got for you guys today. Hopefully that helps. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us here on our podcast or through any of our social media platforms. We're uh, always answering answering hundreds of, of questions every single day on Instagram. You can find us at Rinzi Now. The adventure continues. We got a whole day ahead full of sourcing. Hope you're enjoying the end of your 2020. It's been a crazy year. We're excited to jump into 2021 and to be building alongside all of you. The adventure continues. Hope you're enjoying each and every single step.